Welcome to Hope's Reason, a podcast of discipleship with Stephen Bedard. Please come and visit me at hopesreason.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash hopesreason. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, it's Stephen Bedard, and I wanted to announce that I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm trying to maximize the content that I'm producing, and for that reason, I'm going to be posting the same content on my YouTube channel as well as one of my podcasts. And yes, I said one of my podcasts because I have multiple podcasts in addition to the sermons at my church. I have a podcast on the Second World War. I have uh, a podcast on the history of Christianity, which you can find at historyofchristianitypodcast.com. I have a podcast on the Jesus Myth Theory that you can find at jesusmyththeory.com. And I also have my Hope's Reason podcast, which you can find at stephenjbedard.com slash podcast. And that's where this particular episode is going to be found. But it's also found on my YouTube page, which the easiest way for you to get to is stephenjbedard.com slash videos. What I'm going to be talking about in this episode is the whole concept of human origins, uh, creation, evolution, and all of that. Now, if you're looking for the final word on how old the earth is, and the means by which God created humanity, you're not going to find it here. I really don't have the answers to that. Really, I'm more interested in sharing my story and continuing the conversation and making space for people of different persuasions to discuss where they're coming from and hopefully to be able to do it in a respectful way. And so I'm going to share a little bit about my background, and then I'm going to get into where my thoughts are at the moment. And you're going to hear this numerous times as I share my thoughts on on different aspects of my faith and of theology. It really comes down to some of my denominational background. And so I, I grew up in a fairly liberal Anglican church, and then I went to a quite conservative Pentecostal church, and uh, then found myself in a more moderate uh, Baptist church. And so you're going to see how those things have affected me over the years. Now, when we get to the idea of human origins and the age of the earth and all of those things, uh, that really was not talked about in the Anglican church that I grew up in. Uh, I'm sure that we uh, read uh, Genesis 1 and 2, but not a lot of comment was made on that. And I suspect, even though it was a long time ago, that uh, I really didn't doubt that uh, evolution was true. I certainly didn't doubt that the, uh, the earth was uh, millions and millions of years old. Uh, that just was not uh, something I was questioning at all. And in fact, uh, when I started reading the Bible for myself, and uh, this came about in uh, the time where I was moving towards having a personal faith, and so I encourage you to watch the video of how I became a Christian, 
uh, you'll uh, get a little bit more context there. But I started reading uh, the Bible, and uh, I, I was smart. I started with the New Testament, but eventually I did decide to read through the Bible uh, from uh, beginning to end, and so it began with Genesis. And I got to tell you, I struggled in reading those two chapters. I would pray to God, God help me here, because this does not make sense. The idea that God created the world in only six days, that uh, he just called um, life forms into being pretty much in the form that they are now, and that that didn't happen uh, that long ago, just a, a matter of thousands of years ago, uh, even though Genesis 1-2 doesn't actually say when uh, when this happened, but uh, that was uh, the assumption at the time, and I really struggled. In fact, I would say that um, beliefs about human origins was one of the things that held me back from really making uh, a commitment to Christianity because I felt at the time that uh, that would require a belief in a young earth and uh, and I wasn't sure I was there at that moment. Eventually, I got to the point where everything else was very convincing. I was convinced about Jesus. I was convinced about the cross. I was convinced about the resurrection. And so I just uh, had to accept that, well, if that's true, then I'm going to have to go with Genesis as well. And I might uh, not understand. I might struggle with that. But the rest of what I see as the, the core of the gospel is so convincing that I'm just going to go for it. But still, even after I became a Christian, I still struggled as I read those those chapters. Now, uh, as I got into the Pentecostal church that I was attending, it was made very clear that there was only one interpretation of Genesis. And that is that those events took place 6,000 years ago, that God created the world in six days, that there was a literal Adam and Eve, and that uh, all animals uh, were formed pretty much in the same uh, form that they are in now. Uh, of course, there there has been adaptation. We know that because uh, all the dogs that we have uh, have come from wolves. So somehow a chihuahua has come from a wolf and uh, something was going on there. So we would accept that. But uh, basically... Uh, uh, a dog was a dog, and a cow was a cow, and a whale was a whale. And never was there a change from one species to another. And it was firmly held that that was the Christian, that was the biblical interpretation, and anything else was non-Christian and anti-Bible. And so that's what I was told, and that's what I accepted. Eventually, I found myself uh, in seminary, and I was uh, studying all, all kinds of subjects. And one of the, the courses I was taking was uh, Old Testament. And I was shocked to find out that my Old Testament professor believed in evolution. In fact, I was so shocked that uh, it was one of the few times that I went and visited a professor after class uh, in their office to say, I am really struggling with this. I don't get how you can have evolution. Where it, where can that be? Uh, how can we fit that with uh, the Bible? How can we fit that with our understanding even of the New Testament and what Paul says 
about Adam, because if there's evolution, how could there be an Adam if there was no Adam? How could there have been original sin if there was no original sin? How could there be a need for Jesus? And so, so those are some of the things that were going on in my mind. In fact, I remember telling someone at the church uh, that I was a youth pastor at at the time, uh, saying that this is what was going on. And uh, the person said, oh, well, then that professor is just not a Christian. That's just as simple as that. And uh, I wasn't convinced of that. I didn't think the, the professor was uh, not a Christian. But uh, And I found that a number of the professors at that seminary uh, were uh, believing in evolution. Now, they didn't describe at the time uh, what they meant by evolution, and we're going we're gonna to get to that. Uh, over time, I began to encounter uh, different perspectives on human origins and found that there were a lot of very strong evangelical Christians who believed in an uh, old earth, that they believed that the earth was as old as the scientists were saying, that, um, that the universe was very ancient, uh, that the uh, earth was created much longer after that, and uh, that they accepted pretty much the way things were according to scientists in terms of the age of the universe, the age of the earth, and even when humanity came into being. And so uh, I, w- I was a little bit surprised at first, but I actually found some relief. Like That seemed to really ring true to me that I actually did believe that uh, scientists were right there. And one of the the strongest uh, parts of that to me was the idea of the stars in the sky. I would look up at the stars in the sky and I realized how many light years uh, away those stars are. And most of those stars are more than 6,000 light years away. So if they were just created 6,000 years ago, they would have been have to have been created Uh, with their light already almost at earth. And, of course, God could do that. Um, Really, we can pull that in uh, no matter what question we we bring up. Um, We could say, yes, God uh, is able to do that. God could have created the earth five minutes ago and gave us all uh, the memories that we have and uh, that we would be aware of the, uh, the earth and everything else uh, our, our entire lives uh, before that. Um, but what is the most believable? And so I actually found that to be a relief. And uh, once I encountered that view, I was pretty convinced that that was the way to go. But I still had some friends uh, and other people that I respected who uh, went a little bit farther than just accepting the, the age of the earth and the age of the universe. And some Christians were accepting evolution. And I wasn't sure what to do with that. In fact, I am still not completely sure what to do with that. Now, uh, for some scholars, they would say uh, any intelligent person, including an intelligent Christian, would automatically accept that evolution is a fact. And uh, I would actually say that evolution is not a fact. Now, those who believe in evolution will say, you are out of your mind. You need to be more aware of of what is going on uh, and what scientists are saying. Um, but l- hear me. Uh, I think that there is evidence uh, from fossils that there has be- have been changes uh, over the years in terms of species. And I'm even, even willing to go uh, so far as to say 
uh, it is very possible that there has been change from species to species. And I'm even willing to say that there is a, a, a very good possibility that of uh, common descent, that uh, we all come from uh, a common ancestor. But that by itself, and that some scientists might say that is fact, but that's not the full content of what evolution is. Uh, evolution is more than just common descent. Evolution also means that it is unguided, that it is by uh, survival of the fittest. It's about these um, uh, animals or plants or whatever living beings uh, encountering the world around them and adapting over long periods of time until they change into uh, a new species or, or whatever. Uh, but the, the key to evolution has to be unguided. And that's the part where I really struggle with. I can't see how that can be. I can actually believe uh, that we began as a, uh, a one-celled organism uh, millions of years ago. I'm not, for me, that only makes sense if God guided that process. And that's why you'll find that um, uh, there is some disagreement as to who exactly is a theistic evolutionist. Is a theistic evolutionist or evolutionary creationist, as they uh, often call themselves now, uh, are they saying that they just believe in evolution and they also believe that God was there uh, uh, working through that? Or are they saying that uh, evolution works by itself and there just so happens that God was around and he's observing this, this happening? Uh, we have to ask, how exactly is God involved in this process? How theistic is this evolution? Did God create that one-celled uh, creature with the potential to evolve into all the different uh, species that we have? Or was it that God was not even active in that, that, uh, that the uh, one-celled creature uh, just came about because the right chemicals were around at the right time. Uh, those are questions that we have to ask. And to be honest, I haven't figured out where I land uh, on, that, on that place. Uh, I certainly am convinced that the, the earth is old and that the universe is much older than that. Uh, but I don't understand fully how uh, humanity came about. Now, what about the whole idea of um, a literal Adam and Eve. Was there an actual Adam and Eve? And there's all kinds of theories about it. I find it very interesting. I don't have an answer. Uh, but one thing I will say, uh, and I've, I've written a, a blog post about this, about uh, if Adam wasn't historical, would there still be need for Jesus? And some people, even Christians, evangelical Christians have said, no, there wouldn't have been a need for Jesus if there wasn't a historical Adam. And I'm not convinced of that because if you look around, uh, there is so much sin in the world. I know from looking at my own life, looking at my own heart, the sin that is in me, and I'm a relatively decent person, and yet there's some pretty bad things happening. Uh, not just general greed or jealousy, but some uh, downright evil, evil things that happen, and evil, evil people. And so, to me, uh, human sin is the most easy Christian doctrine to prove. Uh, it's obvious that we have a need for Jesus, even if there wasn't a historical Adam. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't a historical Adam. I'm not saying that at all. I have read some of the books 
claiming that there wasn't. I've read that those who claimed that there was. I really don't know. In fact, some scientists have uh, have looked at this question as well. Uh, but I don't have the answers to that. What I would like to say, though, is that there should be room for people to talk about these, for people of faith to discuss these options. We shouldn't be throwing around accusations like, if you believe this other thing, you cannot be a Christian, that you have to be a young earth creationist or else you're not a Christian, uh, or you have to be a theistic evolutionist or else you're not an intelligent person. That is not the way it should be. I think that there's room within the Christian faith for young earth creationists, for old earth creationists, for theistic evolutionists, and for people who have just a a general concept of intelligent design. Uh, I see the intelligent design people going after the theistic evolutionists and and the theistic evolutionists going back at them. I see the the young earth creationists uh, attacking those who uh, disagree with them and others uh, attacking the young earth creationists. Let's just step back and agree on the basics that God created this world and that everything that has come about has come about because of God, however he may have done that, whenever he may have done that. Now, I'm not saying that to shut down the conversation. I want to open up the conversation, but let's do it respectfully. Let's not question each other's uh, allegiance to Jesus just because we disagree on these things. I have changed my mind on so many aspects of theology, and any of us can change our minds on those things. And I suspect when we get uh, to stand before God, we are going to find out that we were wrong in a lot of areas. So let's have a little bit of humility about how we uh, look at these things. So that's what I wanted to to share with you. I'd encourage you to go to my website, and I have started a page that has a little bit of resources on this, and you can get to it at stephenjbedard.com slash creation. That's stephenjbedard.com slash creation. That'll get you to a page that has a number of resources on all of these different areas. And I would encourage you to read from people from other perspectives, uh, learn what other people are believing, and listen, not listen to respond, but listen to what they're actually saying. And who knows, we may learn something new. So I encourage you to do that. Thank you for for watching this video or listening to this podcast. I'd encourage you to go and check out my website, stephenjbedard.com. And God bless you all.